welcome back to the Spots of Love podcast, John Phelps. How are you, man? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, good. You know, it's been really busy trying to get my show rolling for season three um, and keeping on top of like the website and all the new stuff that's been happening. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Um, thank you for deciding to to jump on the podcast. I know we talked about doing it um, about a month or so back, and things just didn't line up. So I'm glad yeah. that we, we got to circle around back to it. Yeah, I know the first time you said you had to cancel, I said, sure, and then we, I was dealing with a lot of personal stress, so, but I'm doing a lot better. Awesome, and that's always good to hear. Um, I feel rejuvenated. Be, yeah, that's good, man. It's good to take take time for yourself and be able to come back, um, you know, stronger and better than than before. So I'm glad that you're able to to do that. Not a lot of people get can uh, have the control to stop and just take a break for themselves. So I'm glad that you, you had that opportunity. Yeah. All right, man. Um, the way that I always start this podcast is uh, typically the same for every guest. Uh, let's just start from the very beginning. Do you remember? Um, and if so, can you just explain what your experience was like when you first got introduced to Barney? Probably before I can even remember, basically when I was a baby. <laughs> yeah. I was born in May of 92. So literally a month after the show took off. Nice. That's awesome. I was born in 93, and so um, I've said oh, on the cool. podcast before, yeah, uh, you know, by the time I was born, um, season one was already out, and my brother, he's a year older than me, he was born in January of 92. He was a fan of Barney, um, and so it just kind of kind of got passed down to me, so kind of like you, right from the jump, from from the moment that you're able to watch television, then uh, mm-hmm. you know, Barney was part of your life, so that's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of my admins from my group, he was also born in 93, which he absolutely loves season two, Barney. Yeah. yeah. The hyper Barney. <laughs> yeah, the the over the hyperactive Barney. Yeah, he was very, he was very. I animated. forgot how hyper he was. When I came back to the fandom five years ago, I went, holy cow. Yeah. You know what? And for me, I didn't, um, I didn't notice it much uh, growing up. I, I used to imitate Barney and things like that. So I didn't notice that he was a lot more hyper than other seasons uh, that came before or after. And yeah. so people in the fandom started pointing it out. And then now when I watch him, it's like, oh yeah, he was, he was very, very animated. <laughs> yeah. Him and Bob West and David Joyner were like a match made in heaven. It's like they yeah. almost like fusion as a reference from Dragon Ball, but like, it's like they both put their all together and made a perfect iteration of Barney. Yeah, definitely. And it's something that, uh, hadn't happened up until that point, and it wasn't as strong afterwards either. You know, everyone that came before or after, they did great with their yeah. dino speaking and things, but the the magic that Bob West and David Joyner created together is just something that's unmatched. I think not even just in Barney and Barney's universe, just across the board when we talk about children's children's entertainment, mm-hmm. you don't see that level of of um, of magic and synchronicity that those two had on any other type of a show. So it was really, I'm glad that it's part of our lives that we, we were able to experience that. Cause it's not something that just happens. Right. Yeah. I got to yeah. basically live through the show when it was popular. Yeah, exactly. Um, so talking about when it was popular and things like that, uh, do you have, do you have a, a favorite season um, that you prefer over all else? Well, when I was a little kid, like, Back in, like, 97, 98, 99 era, I preferred, like, the season four era. But me as an adult, I prefer, like, season one. And even though season one can be kind of drawn out and kind of slow at times, I do have a soft spot for season one because 
Lucy was one of my favorite backyard gang girls on the show when I was younger, mm-hmm. which I used to actually be afraid of the 1990 costume a little bit and waiting for Santa because of yeah. the eyes, but now it's like one of my favorite costumes. Yeah, that's that's interesting. There's a lot of people who are afraid of the 88 costume or the 90 costume. Um, yeah, and I don't remember. I don't remember ever being afraid being afraid of them. Um, so it's always interesting when I hear when I hear other people talk about those costumes and how how they kind of creep them out a little bit. Um, yeah, the said, 88 one didn't bother me that much, really. Yeah. You said it's the 90 ones, and that it's just because of the eyes. Was it because they were like they were kind of like he was always surprised, almost right? Like they were just wide open. Is that what yeah, it was? like kind like of- the chimney scene from Way for Santa used to kind of freak me out. Where now I just laugh. At it. I think it's hilarious. Because when yeah. I was a kid, I used to think they actually put a man inside a chimney, and then, and then once you find out when you grow older, they didn't do that. It's just a set and all that. It's like, oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and just Absolutely. the way his eyes look as he's coughing, it's like, holy Toledo. Yeah. Yeah, Very I can alert. see that. And then you have all the smoke and all that other stuff that just adds to that, like, that kind of creepy effect at, at, at first. And it's kind of, it's darker, too, because they're in the house at nighttime. The lights are off. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could see that, for sure. Um. When it when it comes to Barney, uh, you prefer the season one episodes. Is that uh, is that just because now you said as an adult that's when you prefer? Is that because it's something that um, it's where the start of Barney started, or is it or is there like a connection because that's the year that you were born? Why do you think? Um, maybe nostalgia. Maybe maybe because yeah. maybe it might have to do. But I'd have to say like. Between that and I loved Bob Singleton's musical score. It was beautiful. Oh, oh my yeah. god, very strong. Absolutely. For a kid show, it's like whoa. Yeah, and you, you, um, as adults, season three was one of my favorites as a kid. Yeah, I think season three is my favorite too. Um, it has lots of good home favorite. videos. Yeah, definitely. I think when it came to Bob Singleton, um, as an adult, you almost you underestimate how much work. It, it took like someone like Singleton to make that type of music that he made. It was something that was unheard of, one, in children's television, um, but it was a lot more, and he's explained it before, that it's a lot more complex than what he would do even if it was an, a, like, an adult arrangement for music. Um, yeah. So you really have to appreciate all the different elements that he added into that music that really just put Barney on a level that um, is, hard to, is hard to match in modern day for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I've always been a fan of a good music score. Yeah, definitely. It I mean it helps tell the story. You 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 can have a great story, um, but if there's no score or if there's a score that just doesn't match whatever that story is, or like in this mm-hmm. in this context that home video or episode, it mm-hmm. just doesn't it doesn't you know drive it home as much as as it does if you have a great score with great content um, that just or just equals each other. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you let's talk about uh, this for a little bit. You have your own. You have your own Barney group as well. There's there's a handful of Barney groups that exist now on Facebook. That um, yeah, ten years I ago, made mine in mid 2020. Yeah. Um, talk about that. What was the reason? What's the reason behind your Barney group? And what do you what do you try to accomplish in that group? Okay, so this was you know. In the midst of COVID, when the world was just going through a lot of, well, just I'll just say hurt because I don't like to get into those topics because I'm a very neutral guy when it comes to a lot of that. But anyhow, I wanted to make my own group. And there were other groups, none of the real popular ones that 
I just would be in and they would allow sometimes spam or garbage that isn't Barney related, like I, stuff that I don't even want to get into, like stuff that's very inappropriate. And I'm like, you know what? Instead of me complaining to my friends about it, I'm going to try something. I'm going to try to make my own group stupendous Barney fanatics. And if it successful, I'll go through with it. If not, I'll just delete it and just enjoy other groups. Yeah. So my goal is basically to have fun. I, I go live. I use Facebook Live. I'll talk with my you know, no members. They can sometimes ask me questions like, hey, do you like a certain show or certain episode or what did you get this or where we can talk pretty much anything barring and sometimes off topic stuff as long as it's within certain stuff, nothing, you know, like political religion or ideology, nothing that could be deemed sensitive. Sure. So that was pretty much the goal of my group is to try to have some fun and that. And then about a year later or so, I know Barney Plush fans came along and then Barney History fans, which I've praised both groups a lot in my group. Love those groups because they have different vibes than mine, which I like that. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I That's what I do like about it, too. Um, like I said, about 10 years ago, there existed maybe only one Barney, Barney like fan club kind of thing on social media. And now we have so many. Um, but that's the best out of the the. So there's a Barney fan club that's ran by fans. Only fans are allowed in that one. Um, and then we have history fans. We have plush fans. And we have your group, uh, Stupendous Fanatic. And I like it. I, like you said, they're all different vibes. We're all Barney. Um, we all share our love for Barney. But in each yeah. group, you get your own kind of feel. And it's a yeah. little bit different than the other one. Um, and that's what Another like. good one is Retro Collectors. Oh, yes. Yeah, we can't forget Retro Collectors. I love that that's one. That's why I felt the need to bring them up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, like, it's it's just great because we all we all um, operate kind of we we operate in the same space, but we're all different and stand alone. Um, to where we just have this great community that people can get involved in all those groups and feel included um, and get mm -hmm. bits of things that are different than what you would get in another one. Um, exactly. Just amazing. So, uh, how, where's your group sitting at now? How many members do you have in that? I'm group? at almost 3,700 members, surprisingly. Nice. And I'm still hoping hope more people are willing to join. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you guys are, I know, are like 2,600. I'm surprised you guys haven't surpassed me. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I tell my admins all the time, I said, there's going to be that day they surpass me, and there's nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's just. But it's not about competition, it's about having fun. Because when you start competing and trying to rival against it, ru it ruins the joy and the fun it does and that's what i was going to say you know if, if we do pass you or if if we don't pass you um if we pass plush fans or if we don't pass any of those it's just it's all about how many fans and how many um yeah. crew members and people like that can we bring in that we can have relationships with that we can learn more from um so whether we stick around the 2000 mark whether any of us go higher and hit higher um, yeah. those things are great and those are great milestones, but it's really about the relationships and being able to share the experience of Barney and our lives together. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's really that all that matters. Numbers so really don't mean anything at the end of the day when it comes to that. Like, yeah, yeah big numbers are nice and all, but it's how you, it, if you don't enjoy it, it's what's the point. Yeah, for sure. I, I 100% agree. Um, it's really cool that, that your group has, hit the number that it has so far though and i'm sure it's it's still growing when you started that group in 2020 did you expect that was it something that you hoped would take off and a lot of people would join or did you i didn't think it would take off at all to be quite honest with you i thought it yeah. was just gonna be 
a month, a w- couple weeks, and then, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Goodbye. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad that it worked out the opposite for you. I'm glad that there's so many people that's that's in that group that yeah. you guys are sticking around. Um, it's really, yeah, it's really awesome. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about Barney here. Um, we they talked about what, yeah. Oh, can you do, did you just do the Barney voice? Try do it again. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> nice. How long did it? How long did it take you to 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 work on that voice? Get that voice to where you have it right now. Sometimes I can do it good. Sometimes I can do it kind of pale. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I can do the deeper voice, but it doesn't always come out good on camera. Oh yeah, I hear you. I um. I can like sometimes I said, do Dean's Barney voice. Oh really? Because my voice is a little nasally, uh-huh. which even though I'm more of a Bob Barney kind of guy, but I can mimic it at times. Yeah. When I um. Like I said, when I was younger, I would imitate Barney. So I used to be able to do all the voices. Um, nice. Their gang voice, all of them. Dean went to as well. Uh, now that I've gotten older, I haven't imitated Barney and things like that since 2009 or, or before. So now that I'm older, my voice has gotten a lot deeper. So I really yeah. can't hit them like I used to. But as a kid, I used to be able to do any of those voices. Depending on the episode I was watching, I could switch my voice, whether it was Tim Duncan's voice or Dean Wentz or Bob West. Like I could just automatically do it. And now nice. it's like that I, my voice is so deep now, I can't I can't do it anymore, but I wish I could. I can do it a little bit, but it just doesn't sound great, so I don't do it at all. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Don't feel bad. I used to be able to mimic like a high-pitched girl scream, but I can't do it no more. Yeah, I mean, once your voice changes, there's just certain things that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> For a while, I could not do Bart Simpson's voice, but when I first got into my preteens, but then after a few years, I was able to do it again. Bart Simpson? Yep. That's cool. How do you, what, do you just sit down and like try and just practice it over and over again? or is it Try to practice it. I've always liked mimicking voices and that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I do a good Kermit the Frog. I always like to go, um, Kermit the Frog here. Uh, and I don't know why, how I learned how to do it. I ju- it just happened one day. And so like, it's always fun to kind of, uh, kind of do that very randomly when I'm talking to people. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, so we talked about your favorite season. Is there, now we know there's tons, there's tons of songs that exist in Barney. Quite a bit. You, you said that you love the Bob Singleton arrangements. Is there one song that sticks out to you above all else that's just like one of your favorites? That's such a tough question, but I will try yeah. my best to answer. Well, I know like, even though I Love You is not my number one favorite Barney song, I love the High Key Season 2 version. Oh, yeah. My one moderator from my group, he just loves that version. It just has such sincerity and beauty to it. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's a good choice. Yeah, that's that is one of my favorite um, renditions of the "I Love You" song. Is definitely season two. Um, the in concert versions put me in tears a couple times. I actually did a watch party of that video in my group, and I actually bawled at the end. Really? Same with the curtain call for Radio City. I'm like, oh god, now I'm on the list. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And usually, I don't cry much. When I was a little yeah. boy, I did, but as an adult, I hardly cry. Sure. I mean, but I mean, that's just that just speaks to how how um, how deep your connection with Barney is and the and everything that it took to make that show. So, yeah, um, everybody did such a fantastic job with the show. Yeah, they definitely did. They definitely did. Um, 
for me, when I talk about Sparty songs, I don't have a favorite because um, there's mm-hmm. just so many that are my favorite. So it's usually right. depends. It depends on the day. So it just depends on whatever I'm feeling for that day. That's what mm-hmm. my favorite song is. It just always changes, though, because it's just too many to say like, oh, this one was the best one above all of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, today, I think it would be for some reason, uh, cook a cold burr is in my like in my head even though it's not cold outside yet i don't know why that's that's one that's just kind of sticking out to me but uh that's probably what i would choose if it, if i had to choose today for sure yeah yeah um let's see you you mentioned that you know watching those shows sometimes um it made you cry and things like that did you ever get an opportunity to see barney live in person at all oh i sure did and i still have my ticket stub my tour book and my parents took a photo. I got to see Barney's big surprise in March of 1997 at the Rosemont Theater in Illinois. Nice. That's awesome. How was that? Do you remember that experience? I remember. We were far from the stage. And needless to say, I still remember the doll on the stage and the f- smoke fog and Barney coming out. Wow, that's awesome. Being, being far away, did that – and Barney, you know, Barney's huge, and those sets were huge – being far away from the stage, did that change anything, or did it still feel like... It was neat to see. I wish we could have been closer. Yeah, sure. I always joke with my friend saying, too bad time travel don't exist. I just take my cell phone, sit in the front row, or fly about and film the whole darn thing. Yeah, there you go. I never had the experience of seeing Barney... Well, okay, I saw Barney's uh, birthday bash, but we know th- how that show was that I always forget that I, I've seen it. But I didn't get a chance to see those real big tours, um, Big Surprise, Musical Castle, Colorful World, Let's Go Tour. So it's always exciting to hear when when people like yourself not only get to, got to see them, but also remember, you know, that experience, too. Because, you know, sometimes there's some young kids you see like in New, uh, live in New York City that ended up on camera in the audience who's maybe two or three. They probably won't ever remember that experience, just have mm-hmm. the pictures of it. Um, So it's great that. Uh, someone like yourself who was able to see Big Surprise, you can remember those tidbits like, oh, I was far away from the stage, or I remember Barney and the smoke on stage and all that kind of stuff. So that's really Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I was almost five at the time. Oh, yeah. So, of course, you would remember at least the most of it, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, Yeah. Let's see. uh, What else can we talk about here? I've never asked people this very, uh, very much. Is there a set um, for Barney, and it doesn't even have to be the seasonal sets. Like it could be a movie set or anything like that. That you that you love the most, or that speaks to you the most, out, outside of all the other sets that that's been used on Barney. Well, but well, growing up and in, in terms of like now, like if I have to say show like sets for the PBS show, I'd say I really love the season four through six set. I thought oh, it was yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Season one, I felt was kind of it was all right. Season two, I wasn't a big fan of the great coloring on the classroom. No disrespect to the designers or anything, just letting sure. everyone know. Season three, I liked a little bit better than season one and two's look. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, the park, the caboose and all that, that does look beautiful at first, but they, it was I felt like it really overstated its welcome, but I've heard all the stories about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, season four through six, is I think when we're talking about the PBS series, that's the best set that they had for the for the show. I mean, you got, but you have to think, 
you're in this um you're in this huge building so it's a lot bigger than what uh you know the season one and season two space was so yeah. you have to really use that space and so like that very taking the season three concept of we start we have the school and we have a treehouse but really expanding that treehouse and expanding the yard of the school and all that stuff um really did just take it and like you said it's no disrespect to anyone else jess nelson and the art team for those yeah. first three seasons did an amazing job with you know with the space that they had um absolutely and you know what they cemented and you know i think a care a, a a person like Bob Lavalley who came in later for season four and on, um, mm -hmm. if not for that, that first set of art directors who, who set Barney in this school and this playground area or that treehouse introduction, you wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had that season four through six type of a set, right? Um, it probably would have been something vastly different if Barney wasn't set at a school to begin with. Um, so you have to pay respect to everybody that's come through but season four and six really did just kind of hit home. And like you said, I was very excited to see the park um, when it first came out because I like change. Yeah. But yes, after about season nine or 10, uh, you start to go, all right, what else can we do? And it wasn't enough to just take off a, a top on a gazebo and add a pond, uh, you know, to it. It didn't change it enough for, for it to no, feel new. No, did not. Um. It was beautiful when it first when it first hit because but it was also different because we didn't see Barney in that type of an element. Um, but yeah, after after those first few years, it just kind of drug along. So I have to agree with you with seasons four through six. One of my other favorites though is um, the set for Barney's house. I yeah. really like I really like that set and what that concept was. And for me, it's kind of exciting because to know that for Barney's for the Barney's house set, they went back to color dynamics where they filmed yeah. season one and two. And so it's just very obvious. Obviously it doesn't look at all the same because it's a brand new set, but it's just something when I watched those, even though they were newer, I get this kind of nostalgic feeling just because I know that they were back in the building that started it all. Um, yeah. Definitely. That I, so that one also just sticks out to me a lot as well. Yeah. Um, you said that you you've watched Barney sometimes, and you sometimes get emotional when you watch it. Um, only a couple your, ones. I don't I don't get emotional that much. It's just only been a couple times. Yeah, because I had not seen them in years, which was also another reason. For sure, in your in your lifetime, um, you're obviously an adult now. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that's um, that's that you can attribute to Barney and kind of the relationship through the screen that you had with that character that's helped you? Um, as you continue through life and and learn new experiences and things like that, is there anything that that Barney's taught that touches you and kind of stays with you throughout your life? Well, I've always had you know I've had struggles in life with like dealing with my you know stress and minor anger and that and I feel like me rewatching Barney and kind of being around the community and that it's kind of helping me learn to be a better person, learn to make sure I'm always treating other treating people how they want to be treated, which is respect. Don't single anybody out. Try to really show what Barney's about by yeah. spreading goodness and not hatred. For sure. And you know that's um that's something that we all we all have to do a little bit better in. You know, you can have the greatest person on earth, but there's still things um about each of us that we can do better about, right? And having a character like Barney who teaches us um, these lessons, 
is is always amazing because you, as an adult, for uh, besides us, we obviously know who Barney is. But as an adult who maybe didn't grow with Barney or don't know much about Barney, um, you think that the lessons that he teaches only only apply to a young child, right? But right. even the simplest of lessons of showing other people love, being kind, um, accepting people for who they are, those are lessons that even the oldest the oldest adult can can take in and learn from and uh and grow from um, absolutely so it's a it's a great it's a great thing to have around us that we get to say we grew up with this information um and sometimes we might stumble and it might we might make mistakes but we have that character in the back of our minds that's helped us as we grow that helps us to continue to grow and learn from um right. So I kind of share that with you too, you know, uh, in, in my life, there's things that's happened, um, deaths and things like that, that's happened in my life. That's been hard to, that's been hard to deal with. Um, but when I, when I watch a show like Barney, I have kids now, so they love Barney as well. So when we watch shows, um, you kind of forget all those things and you get to be kind of just in this world of Barney where everything just seems okay. Right. Um, and obviously we know that's just not how it works, but, it's always great to have a basically a safe space that you can go to. I think. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a way of escaping, kind of like when people sometimes might go listen to music or play video games or go outside and play basketball or whatever it may be. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, did you ever, did you ever have a dream uh, to be involved with Barney in any in any capacity? <laughs> I might have, but I just don't remember. Yeah, um, been too long. For me, I used to, I really wanted to be, as a kid, I always thought that um, when I got older, I would be Barney on TV. I didn't want to be the voice. I wanted to be the person inside the suit. Awesome. Um, and so I've had some, I've had some opportunities where I got, I had an, opp an opportunity to audition for both um, Universal Studios for a day in the park um, and also Birthday Bash. Um, both of them were lined up for me to, for, to do and then things happened where I couldn't, I end up not being able to audition. Uh, so it's one of those things that's always in the back of my mind where it's like, uh, I wish that I would have been able to, to do this thing. Who knows where, you know, where I would be right now. Um, but yeah, I, I was one of those kids that always wanted to be inside the suit. So I was, that's why I started doing uh, kind of birthday parties and things when I was a teenager uh, for Barney, just to see, it's a special thing to see children light up when they see a character that they believe in. Um, and to be able to be a part of that in a very small capacity, you know, obviously I wasn't licensed or anything, um, but being able to go around and just meet people and do it for free and just to see those those um, those experiences that those that those kids had uh, was always rewarding. I just wish that there was something that I could have done back then that I could have been able to be in one of those shows or something like that. So it's a missed opportunity that I that sometimes I kick myself for. But, you know, things happen. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about this real quick. And, uh, since we're here, um, on this podcast, every episode, we always ask, um, people to bring in, um, an item that they own for Barney that, that just means the most to them. Um, and just talk about it a little bit. So can you show us what item it is that you have today? Um, uh, now that we're on other streaming platforms that are just audio kind of things, when you show it, can you also just explain what it is for people who might not be Oh, watching? I definitely can do that. Yeah, and then just share why you chose that item. Okay, I was talking with my admins the other day, and I said, that's a tough one for me to choose, but I'm like, I'm going to choose something that I got to do two years ago 
through GalaxyCon virtual chat, talking to the man who voiced my childhood, none other than Bob West. This is a photograph print autographed by him, which there's a video of me, which I have it in my group, and I might post it elsewhere also. It shows, let me see, got line my camera up. Got Bob West holding that famous Barney Buddies plush, and me holding a talking Barney with a cowboy hat, which is a blockbuster exclusive. A uh, Dakin 1990 Barney. I got off Macari, and I got a Barney Buddies plush. So nice. The very man who voiced my childhood, and we talked for a couple of minutes, and it was like one of the best nights of my life. That's I was awesome. so nervous, but I got on there and I spoke with him, and it was like so amazing. I've done even a couple cameo calls with him. Yeah. The first time it acted up for me, and then the other three worked perfectly good. Awesome. That's that's super exciting. I, I've never had the opportunity to talk to Bob uh, directly in any form like that. He did a cameo for uh, for my Oda's daughter for her birthday a couple years back. Oh, um, cool. But I've never been able to be on video like this um, and speak with him directly. I hope that happens sometime. I'm fingers crossed. I've planted the seed to hopefully put him put him here on this podcast at some point. Um, well, I'm I'm I'll send you some of those fingers crossed. Thank you. Yeah, I think it'd just be great. Um, but I love that that you had that 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 experience. I know there's other fans who also had that experience. Um, yeah, it's one thing that I love about about Bob West specifically is um, we have this great community, and uh, you could be a fan of of great shows, but the people who who were involved in those shows um, don't often um, get involved with the community and their fans. Um, right. That's the magnitude that someone like Bob West does. Um, and yeah, so he really gets involved. He does. And so I'm just very uh, welcoming man. Yeah, he is. When I'm I introduced just, myself to him five years ago, it was Christmas of 2018. I had just returned to the fan base and I introduced myself, told him who I was. And he was just, I, I actually screenshot the whole exchange. Yeah. And it, it was just so beautiful. Like, it's yeah. like the little boy inside of me from all those years ago that loved Barney would be having a field day with all of us. That's and that's that's what I love about it so much. Um, for me, and I'm sure you probably share the same this same experience. Um, for me, I have you know my own show, and right. I've had the opportunity now to have music created by Bob Singleton. I've been able to um, become friends with Steve White and get his input, and become friends with Jess Nelson and these guys. Um, as a kid growing up, you never expect that's something that's going to happen in your lifetime. You don't expect that you're going to yeah. be able to talk to these people or become friends with them or talk to them more than just once, maybe if you ran into them kind of thing. Um, right. and I think that's, what, that's what's so rewarding about being a Barney fan, I think. Being in this community, you have these people who care so much about the character as much as you do, probably a little bit more. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and Justin and Nelson actually made me a co-moderator for the group. Yeah, for plush which fans, I enjoy right? doing. Yeah, um, so you He's don't you don't really, yeah you don't expect those things to happen as you as you grow up. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm glad that we do. I'm glad that we get that experience, and uh, is is so honored to be able to talk to to those guys and girls who were involved in that show. Um, yeah, and uh, it it makes it really feel like we are a family, um, which kind of sounds like a cliche for a lot of people, but it really does. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, One of the best communities I've been part of, because there's been fan bases that unfortunately fight and argue, and you're not allowed to dare have a different opinion. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we have a that's in every fan fan community. I think we have a little of that sometimes inside ours, but ninety five percent of the time, 
it's all love and acceptance by everybody. And yes, all or if there's a misunderstanding, people clear it up and we're cool. Yeah. And yeah, and there's other fan bases where they'll start name calling and all this other ridiculous nonsense. I'll just leave it as that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm glad that we get to be in this community for sure. Yeah. You you mentioned um, that you were that you're a, a co-moderator in Plush Fans. What has that experience um, been like for you? Being able to know that you're you're a moderator in this group created by a person like Jess Nelson. Um, that's a very successful group. What's that like for you? Pretty cool. Like you know, get to see the post there. Basically, my job is not to like ban anybody or delete anybody or tell anybody what to do. It's I'll still comment or like people's posts regularly, like a regular member. It's just basically to see if there's any spam posts or if anyone's trying to sell any knockoffs or spam stuff. Yeah. For sure. If anybody starts any arguments, basically I just report it and he takes care of it or he'll advise me, okay, let me know about that. If it's something that's minor, don't worry about it. You know, very good. he's very good at guiding me at what to do and I'm pretty much do as he says and goes pretty well. That's awesome, man. I'm glad that you got. I'm, I'm glad that you have that that opportunity and that experience. Uh, that makes me really happy for you. Thank um, you. I kind of have this. You see my kind of collection behind me. Do you yeah. do you collect um, Barney items, or do you just kind of have just random things every now and then, kind of thing? I've got. I was actually going to film, do the interview where I was in front of my Barney shelf, but where it's mostly like my VHSs, DVDs, and a couple of the dolls. A lot of my other Barney stuffs packed away in my crawl space. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you have it still from when you were a child, or have you just started to get those things back as you've, as you've been an adult? Some of the tapes I sold as a child, but some of them I rebought. Some of them I've gotten, like, rare editions of, like, the original Waiting for Santa, which that one's worth a lot of money, but I scored one for 15 bucks on eBay in good condition, pretty good condition. Wow. That's that's a steal. That's one thing um, I don't think a lot of people uh, – some people who sell Barney items, I don't think they know what they have. I've been able in recent times to add two gun dolls. You know, they're hard to find. But yeah. I, found two, I found two on eBay in the exact same week and paid a hundred bucks for each. Nice. And so um, I I didn't have, the only thing that I have that uh, from childhood is my, my VHS collection and DVD collection. Um, growing up, my grandma would buy every new movie once she saw it in the store. So I have all the original releases of, Except for the backyard gang stuff, the original releases from PBS series on, um, but everything else I started to kind of get over the last actually about two years. I just started collecting. I, I never was a collector before, but I wanted to start getting some things that um, that I can pass down to my daughter. But now I get to add rare things like the gun dolls or um, this guy here. Oh, he's gonna fall. Okay. This guy here is one of my favorite rare ones that I have. Oh, um, cool. Looks like the Imagination given, Island hat. Yeah, he was given out at a uh, at a um, a premiere for Imagination Island back in 94. Um, so he's very beautiful. given there. Um, but I was able to score him. And I have a few others that are kind of like that. Um, that initially was never a thing for me to, you know, um, collect rare things. But I'm glad that I have that opportunity now. Here, I'll show you one more. Uh, okay. That's really rare. This isn't a plush, but this was given out to cast and crew um, back in 93. Oh, oh, cool. I think I've seen somebody post one of those 
Nice. Yeah. So um, that's cool to know. They're like, oh, this thing was worn by someone who worked on that on that show. Um, exactly. The year that I was born, which is which is kind of, and, and it still works. The clock still works, and it, it's still a beautiful um, and runs well. So it's it's just exciting to have some of those things. Um, yeah. Um, is there one thing for Barney that, uh, like one item that you've always wanted that you haven't been able to come across yet? Well, that's kind of a tough question, but one thing I wish I had was the season two library video. I love to read with Barney, but luckily oh, there's sure. been better uploads of that on YouTube. One of my, uh, newer admins to my group actually got a copy for a good price on eBay in good really? condition. Wow. I was like, that's awesome. That is actually the only video that I don't own. Um, but, you know, that one was exclusive to libraries specifically. So yeah. it's not like I could have bought it at a store. So unless I find right. it on, on eBay, that's the only one that I don't have a copy of, actually. Yeah. But now we have people like uh, like um, our friend Barney um, on YouTube. Who yep. Great just, channel. Yeah. Uploads just the most perfect, perfect yeah, so of videos. Yeah, because when I first returned to the fan base in 2018, there wasn't many good quality looking uploads. Yeah, no. These and ones look pretty close. Yeah, and I've been on YouTube. We make jokes about this, but I've been on YouTube as far back as when the best quality was us holding a video camera to the TV and recording it like that and then uploading it in parts. Um, so it's, yeah. great. it's great now that we do get someone like like Ethan who runs that page to get us yeah. uh, the highest quality of, of episodes that we've seen on youtube um, yeah so yeah we have to show some love to him for sure yeah um before we finish up here today the last question that i like to ask everybody is just um for you specifically why why barney why this character why do you think this character has lasted in your life so long um what do you think it is about him uh that just makes him uh someone that you want to keep a part of your life because I guess it's because growing up, he, Barney was like my religion for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, I just loved Barney. I didn't have, like, any friends to really talk about Barney ever. It was more so just me and my two sisters. I'm a triplet. And so that's pretty much why he means a lot. And, you know, being able to come to a fan base where I can talk to fellow fans that shared the same love for Barney as me and talk to some of the cast and crew people. But somebody would have told me years ago, John, you'll have that someday when you're growing up. I would have looked at them like they were nuts. But luckily, yeah. I got lucky. Yeah, for sure. I, I 100% agree. Um, I think that's a great way to end it. Uh, I didn't even you know, think I, I would return to the fan base. And believe it or not, I want to touch up on that real quick. The way I actually returned was because Bob West had posted uh, back in during the 30th anniversary for Barney in August of 2018, and my one sister posted it and tagged me in it, and that's what basically started me, my comeback to the fan base. Because I had left in 2001. I was like nine years old. I was starting to get older. I was getting into Dragon Balls. I was in third grade and mm. other things, so, yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I'm glad that you I'm glad that you've come back to the fan base. I'm glad that I get to call you a friend and that you have your group that's doing very well and we all get to exist together. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's great. That, it's great that you came back um, and, and we're glad yeah. to have you around. 
thank you for taking the, the time to do this podcast. Also, I told you before we started recording that um, you never really know if people want will actually get on camera and do it for you. Um, so I'm glad that you've that you've taken the the, the chance um, and trusted me enough to come on the podcast. Uh, so I can't say thank you enough for that. Thank you so much. And if you ever want to add me on again someday or do a part two, I'm more than happy to. Oh, for sure. I plan to once we get. Once we get the list down a little bit, I plan to, to head back on some yeah. people. That and I'm looking forward to seeing more members. And let me show one of my barn down. I should have brought one to the party. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> awesome. I love your Barney voice, man. Great job. Um, yep. All right, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Spots of Love. Um, thank you again to John for coming on the podcast. Uh, if you have not already, there is a Google form that exists now on the new website as well as on uh, Facebook where you can put your name in the list. If you've already done it, I have your name. Um, but if you have not, add your name there. And who knows, maybe we'll see you in your spot of love. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.